Everybody say, power up. Tell your neighbor, power up. Beverly, bring me that, that phone. I'm not going to make any phone calls, but it is like my watch. Uh, and you know the old saying, you know, what does it mean when a pastor looks at his watch? Absolutely nothing. So just keep that in mind. Uh, you never know. But no, I try to keep track of the time and I'll do you justice. But we began this with VBS, the Sunday that we kicked off VBS and it inspired me. I mean, I got inspired. Uh, man, I got motivated, not just by VBS, but this very passage that, that, uh, Gideon quoted for you. <coughs> and he said, uh, second Peter chapter one, verse three. Let's all read it out loud together. Uh, up here. I think it's on the screen. There we go. Everyone out loud. Here we go. First, uh, second Peter one, three. And I should have said a, you notice how uh, Gideon ha- it means it's the first part of this verse. So let's read it. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. Read it again. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. Now, if that doesn't melt your butter, uh, I don't know what will. I mean, if that doesn't rock your boat, if that doesn't fire you up, I don't know what will. What a promise from God. But how many of you realize every promise, every word from God has conditions and, you know, just because he's given us everything we need and his divine power is available to us. How many of you know, and this is the first power up principle I gave you a couple of Sundays ago, uh, and and it is this, uh, it's accessing God's ongoing supernatural power to live a godly life requires our ongoing supplemental participation. I'm going to say it again, and if you want to read it out loud, you can. Accessing God's ongoing supernatural power to live a godly life requires our ongoing supplemental participation. You see, God has gifted us, and we looked at a lot of the different ways, even in this chapter in Second Peter, how God has given us, it says he's given us exceeding great and precious promises, whereby these you might become partakers of his divine nature and escape the corruption that is in the world through lust. And because he, the reason he said might is because we have to add to what he's done and, and, and supplement God's, God's uh, giftings by our participation. Think about David. David said this in Psalm 119, 11. And, and by the way, you ought to read Psalm 119. It is all about the word of God. Uh, and verse 11 says this, your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against thee. In other words, he's living a godly life and he realizes in order to tap into the provision of godliness and righteousness, there's some things I need to do. I'm going to hide his word in my heart. In fact, next week, I may, I'm, I'm just kind of feeling my way through this power up series. Uh, and, but, and I'm beginning to realize there's a lot of different ways we power up our spiritual life. Let me just throw this out kind of generically. Man, there's a lot of Christians living an impotent Christian spiritual walk. Powerless and wimpy. And as somebody told me, milk toast and jelly spine. We need some backbone. We need some power in our life. Somebody say, power up! <laughs> and so I'm just kind of feeling my way through this. And who knows what the lake house might inspire me, Josh. Josh and I are the early bunch. And, and I don't know how the kids will do. But normally, me and Josh are the first ones up. 
and and uh, we get we get that spiritual anointing called coffee and the Bible. And so you never know what this week's going to get me moving in, but uh, I think it has to do with power up. Uh, and so we got to participate. We got to be. We got to. We got to supplement the promise and the and the giftings of God in our life in order for them to be activated in our life. And last week we talked about powering up at the place of prayer. And and here is. And I gave you some. I, I gave you four prayer uh, power up principles about prayer. But the overarching one of all of them, I'm going to give you five this morning, if I can, pardon me, pull that off. But I gave you four. But here's the overarching uh, 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 power-up principle about prayer. No, pow- no prayer, no power. If there's no prayer in your life, there's no power in your life. It's like you're unplugged. It's like you're disengaged. It's like you're, you're, you're without power in your life. You just have no, anybody, the power go out in your home, you just start panicking. You think, you know, I think, well, thank God I was, my phone was charged, but what about that refrigerator? That's not going to last forever. You know, you start, oh man, no power. That's the way it is in our spiritual life. No prayer, no power. Tell somebody, tell yourself, say it out loud. No prayer, no power. And so keep that in mind. And then I broke it down four different ways. Uh, and a lot of most, well, all these principles were from the gospel of Matthew. Uh, and here, here's what we talked about last week. Just quick review. The first one was praying properly produces power. There's a proper way. There's a strategy. There's a way. There's a means of, of, uh, for an effective prayer life. How many of you know God's a God of structure and outline and guidance and the disciples would, they noticed Jesus, they couldn't help it, that he was praying and then there was power. He would pray all morning, pray all evening and pray all morning, go heal sick people uh, and raise dead people, go back home or wherever he was and go back to the place of prayer, get up and do it all over again. And the disciples, though they weren't the sharpest knife in the drawer, they began to put two and two together. Uh, man, there's something equated this power and this prayer life. They realize that when there's prayer, there's power. And then they said, so they said, teach us to pray. And so Jesus said, when you pray, Matthew 6, and it's called the model prayer. It's not some religious, uh, mundane, repeated prayer. It's a model. It's an outline. It's a guide. And it's not legalistic. It's it's something to help us in our journey of prayer. I would encourage you to look that over regularly and, and make sure you incorporate into your prayer life the, the key ingredients of praying properly. Uh, oh, my. How, how many of you know there's, there's order and structure with how you come to God? Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. You enter his gates with thanksgiving into his courts with praise. Number two is praying privately produces power. Jesus said, don't be like these religious fanatics out here who love for people to see them pray. You go into your closet, into the private place, and you spend some time intimately with me. Let me tell you something. You touch God in private, you'll see his manifest presence in public. And then we learn that we, not only that praying privately produces power, but praying corporately produces power. Jesus talked about the power of corporate agreement, Matthew 18 and 19, about prayer. You, if you agree about anything in prayer, uh, he'll go to work in your behalf. His, his power will be made manifest. And then I shared this important, uh, 
uh, prayer principle. I'm about to get tongue-tied here. Praying persistently produces power. When you persist with God. In fact, Jesus taught persistence in two or three different ways about prayer, about praying. But the main one was in Matthew 7 and in other gospels where he said, ask and it will be given unto you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. The Greek rendering is this. Ask and keep on asking. Seek and keep on seeking. Knock and keep on knocking. Don't stop. Don't quit. Keep praying. Amen. And that was all last Sunday. Now this morning, I'm going to give you five. Hang on. Are you ready? Here's five more prayer principles, power up prayer principles for your prayer life. Number five, praying spiritually produces power. Let me explain. I knew you'd want me to. Anybody want me to explain this one? Praying spiritually produces power. Uh, let me just say this. You need to be pr your prayer life for it to be effective. You've got to be under the influence of the Holy Spirit in your life. Under the influence. You say, Pastor, I've been under the influence of some things in my life. I, I understand that. Well, here's what Paul said to the Ephesians in Ephesians 5.18. He says, and do not be drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. What's he saying? He says, be under the influence of, in a sense, be intoxicated by, be controlled by, under the influence of the Holy Spirit in your life. Now, when it comes to praying, a lot of people are under the influence of things, but it's not the Holy Spirit. Some people's prayer life is under the influence of worry or fear or doubt or lack or need. And it's all, and not that we should bring our needs to God, but the motive, the, 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 the motivation and the, and the undergirding of an effective prayer life is when you're under the influence of the Holy Spirit and praying spiritually. Somebody say amen. Look what Paul said about praying under the influence. Romans chapter 8 verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our weaknesses. Anybody have any weaknesses? The Spirit helps our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now, there's a twofold focus here I want you to see. You say, are you talking about praying in tongues? Well, sure I am, but that's not the totality of what I'm talking about today. You know, when the church was born, the first thing that happened was they started praying in the Spirit. And Paul said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pray with the Spirit. I'm going to, I'm going to pray with the understanding also. It's, it's, it's twofold. But both of those methodologies must be under the influence of the Spirit of God. Amen. Praying spiritually releases power. I'm going to turn back into Pentecostal preacher in a minute if y'all not careful. Don't make me stand up and get my hanky out. You remember those days? Yeah. Look what, I love this verse, verse Jude 20. But you, beloved. Now, what are you talking about? We're talking about powering up at the place of prayer. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on the most holy faith. How many of them, that has the context of powering up. You, beloved, building yourself up on the most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Now, let me just stop and say, uh, this, is, this is huge. 
You know what Paul said about the gift of praying in tongues? He said, he said, I thank God I speak in tongues more than you all. Because, hey, he said to the Roman, I don't, there's sometimes I got weaknesses. There's some things I don't know how to pray for as I ought. Uh, and, in fact, I've had people, I've had circumstances. I don't know how to pray about this, but I know the spirit knows what's going on. So we're going to get in the flow of the spirit. Listen. You want to you wanna move the hand of God. You want to see God begin to answer prayer. You begin to embrace this thought. I don't just get in some religious, you know, posture and say, now, here I am, Lord, I'm talking to you. I'm going to do my duty and pray here a little bit. Now, I got some things on my mind this morning. I'm going to get off my chest tonight. And, and, and it's all about me. And No, it's, hey, let's get in the flow of what the Spirit of God is doing in our life. Paul said, if we live in the Spirit, we've got to walk in the Spirit. So praying spiritually produces power. You need to realize that. Uh, and, 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 and listen, God wants us all to not just for our sake, but our family, for our future's sake, for our nation's sake, to get in the flow of this Spirit-led prayer life. Whoo! I tell you, there have been times in my life when, in fact, Gosh, this morning, yesterday, I'm, I'm just kind of worshiping the Lord and praying. And God begins to move in my heart about things to pray for and names to call out. That's praying spiritually. Are you with me? Say amen. Praying spiritually produces power. Number six, praying faithfully produces power. Now, that, not faithfully from the standpoint of I'm just being faithful at the place of prayer, but full of faith. Praying full of faith produces power. In fact, the Word of God's pretty stout on this, that if you try to pray and you don't pray in faith, uh, your prayers will not be answered. So uh, the Bible says He's given us faith. And Mark 11, he talks about it. And we got time. Let's go over to Mark 11. This is pretty well known, but I want you to see it. Mark 11, in the context of prayer, he says this in verse 22. And Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. Everyone say it. Have faith. I said everyone say it out loud. Let's try that. Have faith faith in God. And then he com- and here comes the expanded commentary for assuredly I say to you. I love it when he says that. He didn't say and 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 sometimes or half the time or maybe for assuredly if you have faith in God, I say to you whoever says to this mountain be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says therefore, in other words because of that principle of prayer and and faith, therefore I say to you whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Now, how many of you know whatever things doesn't mean everything? It means whatever is necessary for God to have his will and purpose and accomplished in the earth. God hasn't given us a blank check or all of us would be driving in uh, today with with uh, who knows what kind of cars and, and all blinged out. And, uh, uh, you know, you probably wouldn't be here. You'd be in your 20-bedroom ma- mansion somewhere else, right? If, if it meant anything you say when you pray. This is, we're praying spiritually, not selfishly, right? Okay, but you pray full of faith. And you say, well, I don't know if I have much faith. You don't need much. Jesus said if you had the faith as a grain of mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, be removed. And God has given us all a measure of faith. Somebody say, I have faith. 
Look at your neighbor and say, you have faith. I know you have faith. You showed up today. You got out of the, you got out of your comfort zone today and you came because you believed that, that somehow, somewhere, if I get here, God's going to say something to me. You have faith and we all have faith and we pray full of faith. And so I would encourage you in your prayer life. Most people, I've said this a thousand times. You know, I keep repeating myself. That may mean I'm getting older, but uh, most people are prayer warriors and not prayer warriors. It's only one letter difference. But it means a world of difference in the, in the in result. If you're praying out of a spirit of worry, but if you're praying out of a spirit of faith and you say, I have faith, I'm going to declare it. Let me just tell you something. And I'm believing that I'm going to be healthy and whole for years and years to come. But if I were to be infirmed with somewhere, I would want, not want some mamby pamby, mediocre, milk toast, whiny, complainy kind of Christian to come pray for me. I want people who would speak it and declare it and say in the name of the Lord. I want people of faith around me. Amen. How about you? The prayer of faith. In fact, it's a, it's a faith-filled prayer. Uh, turn over to James. Let me show you this. I love this guy. He just kind of gets down where the, where the rubber meets the road. You know, some of us are kind of nice and, and James not, but he's pretty stout. Okay. Well, he's really stout. Okay. There's a couple of places. He said, you have not because you ask not. And the reason you, you have not and you ask not is because you're full of sin in your life. You can read James. He's strong. He's that tongue of yours. You got to tame that tongue of yours. I love that. He does. But look what he says here in the first. Oh, and, and, and then he just, he just uh, counted all joy when you fall into different trials. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, right. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Now catch this, and here's the commentary. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But, or however, let him ask in faith. With no doubting. For the one who doubts is like the wind of the sea, uh, a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from God. He's a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Man, that's stout. That's stout as an old preacher friend of mine. That's stouter than nine acres of mowed garlic right there. He's stout. He's just saying, don't expect, if you're not praying in faith, if you're not asking in faith, don't expect God to answer your prayers. Wow. We ought to pray faithfully. And as he closes out this book, this, this letter, he talks about people who are, who are sick. If you're sick, call for the elders of the church and let them pray for him, anointing with oil in the name of the Lord. And it says, and the prayer of faith will save the sick. And the Lord will raise them up. Everyone say prayer of faith. You all have faith. We just need to, we just need to, uh, you know, some people say, well, God promised me he would do this and heal me. Well, pray it and believe it and say it. What did Jesus say? You'll have whatsoever things you say. Not just think, but say. I had a friend of mine, a member of our church named Mary Ellison. There was only one of her. She was a character. Laura laughed because she's, her and Beverly, the only ones that ever met Mary Ellison. And, and you had to be pretty stout-hearted to, to hang around her. She was overboard. One day we were having, I looked up and Mary Ellison was on, she was not running through the church. She was on top of the chairs, running on the chairs. 
She had a runaway. It was dangerous. I mean, I was afraid. There was only one Mary Ellison. But Mary Ellison got diagnosed with cancer, breast cancer. And it was not a positive experience. And she grabbed a hold of the prayer of faith. And no matter what you said to her, no matter what you asked her, no matter, uh, you know, if you tried to dig around and, and get her to, to get rid, she would say, I'm healed and made whole in the name of the Lord. Mary, how you doing today? I'm healed and made whole in the name of the Lord. Mary, how's it going? I know you went to the, I'm healed and made whole in the name of the Lord. I'm telling you, I, I started believing it after a while. And you know what happened to Mary? She got healed and made whole in the name of the Lord. Come on now. Whoo. I got little goosey bumps right there. You pray full of faith. Number seven. See, I could, we could have spent nine weeks on this. I could talk about each one for an hour or two or three. Here's another one that's right there with James. Praying not only faithfully, but fervently produces power. Look what he says here in James 5. He says, the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he's committed sins, he'll be forgiven. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed for the effective fervent prayer. Somebody say fervent prayer. Fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Man, there is a boatload of insight there. We could do that. What, what was that called? Uh, Josh, y'all's met the methodology. You take these couple of three scriptures right here. And you could just pull them apart and put them back together like you guys did in Sunday school this morning. Uh, this, this fervent prayer. Whoo. And, and let me just say, a fervent prayer is not necessarily a loud prayer. Some people, religious, they think the louder they get, it's like God can't hear them. Now, I've, pr- I, I've prayed loud before, but it's not because I was trying to get God's attention. I just, something rose up in me. Whoo, man, I just got to spit it out. I'm got to talk. But it's not about, you know, your bodily contortions. It's about something on the inside that starts moving and rolling and some fervency and urgency of the hour that puts you at a place of, of intense prayer. And in fact, he said this, he said, Elijah was that kind of guy, a man with a nature like ours. He prayed earnestly or fervently that it would not rain. It didn't rain for on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again and the heavens gave rain. He went from the zero to the hero. Think about it. He prayed no rain. Three and a half years. How many of you know people stopped coming to church after a while? And he prayed again and it rained and the earth gave its fruit, but he was fervent in his prayer life. That word fervent means full of energy. It's, it's, the, it's the word energy. And some spiritual energy begins to build up. And the only way it can build up is when we begin to fervently and be effectively released. It's when we fervently begin to pray. How many of you ladies used to have the old, uh, what is it, the steamer? Little thing on top. That used to scare me. I always thought it was like the atomic bomb as a kid. My mom pulled out the pressure cooker. I thought that thing pressure cooker, that sounds terrible in the first place. I was just afraid that thing's going to pop off and blow up. Some of us, we're building up pressure inside, and the only way it's released is when we begin to pray. Amen. Praying fervently. Number seven, another 
power-up principle for your prayer life is praying righteously produces power. Look what, they said, what he said in James. Confess your trespasses to one another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man or a righteous person, ladies. How many of you know women can be righteous too? Amen. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman avails what? Much. In other words, there's power released when you're praying in faith and you're praying fervently and you're praying from a a righteous standpoint. Now, let me just, let, uh, let me just take the load off of you. There's none righteous, no, not one. All our righteousness is as what? Filthy rags. Don't, hey, do a Hebrew study on that and you'll really understand what he's talking about. I won't go there today. I used to in my younger days, but I, I'll let you study that. Uh, you go home and look it up. Uh, you should. So there's nothing righteous within us, but guess what? He gave us his righteousness. And when you embrace the righteousness of God and begin to cooperate with what he's done and begin to realize he's given you all things uh, uh, that we need to live a godly life and, and, and I gave him my sin, he gave me his righteousness as a gift. I'm clothed in the righteousness of God. Uh, it's not my righteousness, it's his righteousness. And from that understanding and revelation, I can begin to pray because it's not about me. It's not about what I can do or can't do. It's about what he has done and already done and will do because he's the righteous one. I'm just standing in his righteousness and I'm praying. And the Bible says it avails much. And if we do sin, we have an advocate with the father. First John says, if we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and cleanse us from what? All unrighteousness. So if you do blow it, we can get right back into and underneath and clothed with the righteousness of God. Everybody say power up. Let me back up and go through them again. Today, we talked about praying spiritually produces power. Talked about praying faithfully or full of faith produces power. We talked about praying fervently produces power. Praying righteously produces power. And I got to throw this one in. And I have to tell you, I was tempted not to. The reason is, is because it ended on an odd number. And I'm just kind of schizo about ending on an odd number. It, there has to be, I mean, well, it either has to be seven, which is the perfect number, or eight, which is an even number. But nine, how do you end a series on nine? That's odd. That was the first reason. The second reason was it's the hardest. And it's praying sacrificially releases power. I'm going to give you something today that'll rock your world. We have this concept and thinking and pondering about prayer. And I believe under the inspiration of the Spirit of God for this point, at least here, I pinned this for you today. And it is this. Prayer is not about getting to a place where God will give us what we want. It's about God getting you and I to a place where you and I will give him what he wants. Let 
Now, how many of you know the Bible teaches us to pray and ask Him for things? But that's not the backbone and the totality of prayer. Prayer is not about getting to a place where God will give you what you want. It's about God getting you and I to a place where we'll give Him whatever He wants. And when you look at the life of Jesus, He sacrificed food to pray. 40 days in the wilderness, gave up something near and dear to pray. And how many of you know, Jesus even taught this to his disciples. They brought this person who's demon-possessed, I think, and they tried to cast it out, and it wouldn't come out. They brought him to Jesus, and he said, well, goodness sake, guys. He didn't really say it that way, but guys, guys, you got to understand, this kind doesn't come out except by prayer and fasting. There's got to be a sacrifice. Something, listen, some things will never change until there's a sacrifice at the place of prayer. Jesus sacrificed his food. He sacrificed his time. He would get up a great while before day. And he would stay up late into the night and he sacrificed time, food, and energy and resources at the place of prayer because he realized that, hey, uh, not only no prayer, no power, but, but uh, unless I'm willing to give something up, something's not going to give up. Ooh. And then ultimately, Jesus sacrificed himself on the altar of prayer. Sweat as it were great drops of blood. And he said, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Prayer's not about getting to a place where God gives us everything we want and need. He wants to give us, he gives us all good things to enjoy, but prayer is not about getting God. It's not about manipulating God to give you stuff or give me stuff and and, and take good care of us. That's for the grandkids to do. Prayer is about God getting us to a place relationally where we give Him everything He wants for His glory. His honor. It's praying sacrificially. Not selfishly, but selflessly. I'm telling you, if you begin to embrace these power-up principles of prayer in your life, your family, over your family, your finances, uh, or as Nathan says, your finances, uh, if you'll begin to incorporate and cooperate and supplement all the giftings and the promises of God, you'll begin to realize, man, my prayer life is on fire. Things will begin to break off. Hey, you read, hey, read that, what is it, Isaiah 58 about, is this the fast that God has chosen? Loose the bonds of wickedness. 
You pray sacrificially, you pray righteously, fervently, faithfully, spiritually, persistently, corporately, privately, and properly. Because if you don't, no prayer, no power. Amen? Let's stand together and let's pray together. We're going to pray corporately together. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody find, Laura, find a mic. Uh, I don't know where it might be, but I'm going to ask some folks just to come and pray as we pray corporately. I just want the Spirit of God to come upon us at the place of prayer. Let's get into the Spirit. I, I believe we're right here in the Spirit. And we're going we're gonna to practice a little of what we've been preaching here today. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Come on. Just step into the presence of God. Lord, we know no prayer, no power, but when we begin to pray the way you want us to pray, under the influence of the Holy Spirit, persistently, consistently, sacrificially, passionately, fervently, corporately, privately, Lord God, things began to change. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to ask my two elders to come and just pray as the direction of God leads you. Just come on. Just lead us however the Spirit of God is leading you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Father God, Lord we are just in awe. Of yes, who you Lord. are this morning. Yes, Jesus. In awe oh, of what you have already done in our lives. Oh, thank Father, you, Jesus. As I look in the Word, oh, no, 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 Lord, I, I feel so unworthy. Lord, my worthiness is It's not about what I've done, but it's all about what you've done. Yes, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Then, Lord, as we stand here this morning, that we are made worthy. To come Hallelujah. to the throne only because of your blood. Thank you, Jesus. Your sacrifice. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we just were so grateful that you took the time, that you made the effort, that Thank you loved you, us so much. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, that, Thank you, that Jesus. you Thank sacrificed. Jesus. Yes, Lord. And took us to a place that we could never achieve by ourselves. Thank you, Jesus. And I stand this morning in such Thank gratitude. You, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, for what you've already oh, created. Thank you, Lord. And Lord, I just lift up oh. those that are gathered in the house you, this Lord. morning. Thank and I pray, Jesus. Lord, that that spirit yes. that we cry, Abba, Father, Lord, Lord, just dwells in each one of us, that we realize just what you've done. Lord, in our lives, and I give you thanks for it. Jesus, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Heavenly Father, we just we lift you high, God. Thank you, Lord. And we pray that, that, that you would begin to rise to the top of our hearts and to the top of our affections. Yes, oh, Lord. God, Lord. Yes, Lord. Help us to be a people yes, constant Lord. in prayer, Lord. Yes, Lord. 
Father, help us to be a people who are genuine in prayer, yes, Lord, Lord. Jesus. Yes, Lord Jesus. God, we don't, we don't want to be a, a people uh, Thank who just you, Lord. do religious things, Thank God. You, Lord. We want to be a people who are Thank radically you, yes, changed Lord, from the inside you, out, God. Thank you, Lord. And so, Lord, I, I pray over this body. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This Hallelujah. Lord, I pray Thank that you, you would Lord. unite Thank us you, together Lord. in faith, Thank oh God. you, Lord. Thank Lord, you, Jesus. that you would unite us together you, in Jesus. Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. And our faith in Thank him, you, Lord. Lord, as the head of Thank the church, you, Lord. I pray that Blessed we would submit name. to him as Blessed the head, Lord. That, and Father, you, that we would not uh, walk oh, and indulge oh, in the flesh, Lord, but hallelujah. that we would walk in the Holy Spirit hallelujah. led by the head, Jesus hallelujah. Christ. Thank you, Lord. Thank Lord, you, I pray Jesus. that you would begin to use Thank this body, Jesus. Father, for your yes, kingdom. Yes, Lord, that you would radically change us and use us, Lord. For yes, your purposes Lord. and your kingdom, yes, Lord God, Lord. that we would reach yes, out Jesus. into the circles that yes, you've given Jesus. us, Father, that we would yes, reach Jesus. out, Lord, in, into our, our oh, families you, and into our friends thank and into Jesus. our workplaces thank and into Jesus. our social circles, thank Lord God, and begin thank to you, uh, so be, be representatives so of be Jesus God. Christ, Lord. So be it, and God. Father, we pray, Lord, that, that from those circles, God, that Thank we would you, begin to reap, Lord God, Thank families you, and individuals who Thank you, you have purposed to be plugged into this Thank body, you, Lord. Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, to be plugged Thank in as Lord. hands and as feet of this body, Lord, Lord that we might be more effective for Hallelujah. your kingdom, Lord. And God, we, we just lift up. Our needs to you, Lord. Lord. We, we thank, thank you Lord. that you supply all you, of our needs according you, to your riches and glory, thank Lord you, God. And thank so, you, Father, we, we just pray, Lord, that we you do, would Lord. raise up, Lord yes, God, God, those people yes, and God. ministers that, that need to take yes, this church to the next you, Lord, level for, you, for your purposes yes, and your kingdom, thank oh God. Jesus. And, Lord, I, I just pray that in, in Christ's name that, that the, the power of your Holy Spirit would work in each individual's heart yes, here, Lord, that you would begin to change Thank and transform you, us, Lord Thank God, you, Lord. not from Thank the outside you, in and in, in religious you, Lord. action, Lord, but, but from the inside out, yes, Lord, Lord God, that we would begin Thank to you, be Jesus. radically more like Thank Jesus you, Christ, Thank your you, son. Lord. Thank you, Lord, Jesus. Lord, we, we thank you for your work in yes, our lives, Lord. Lord God. We thank you that it's not by might, nor by power, nor by the will of man, but it's by the power of God yes. inside of us, Father. Yes, Lord. Lord, do Thank your you, work Jesus. in us, I pray. Yes, Lord. Move powerfully yes, in your Lord. people, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, in Amen. Christ's name. We're going to do something now, and, and I just kind of follow in the leading of the Lord. We talked about praying corporately and praying a prayer of agreement. If you're here today and you say, Pastor, there's something that I would really appreciate, not only these elders, but our church just praying in faith over right now. If, that, if there's anyone here and you say, I just want to come and just ask the church, ask these elders to pray uh, over this particular thing, uh, circumstance in my life, if that's you, anybody here, lift your hands. So there's something I just...